Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 11, titled The Day of Black Sun, Part 2, The Eclipse. Continuing on with the second half, of one of my favorite episodes of this entire show. Holy crap, this episode! It's so great! It's so amazing! There's so much to unpack here! I love it! it it's so good! My god, I, I'm not gonna put a lot of extra fluff on the beginning of here. Let's just get into it, because there's a lot to talk about in this thing. So, of course it picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, The invasion's kicking into high gear. Uh, They're starting to prep the trek up to the volcano. Uh, Aang just found out the Fire Lord's not in his palace. So he comes back and they formulate a plan of, like, where's Ozai? And, like, the moment where they realize they knew about the invasion. The moment where Sokka understands, oh crap, they knew about this from the beginning. It's it's this insane moment of just, oh no, this is doomed. But then thankfully they realize that Ozai is probably in a secret bunker somewhere close. Also, I'd like to point out, did anyone else by this point in watching the series the first time completely forget that Azula, like, that the Earth King very clearly told Azula about the invasion plan without knowing it? Am I the only one who the first time through completely forgot this towards the end? Like, towards this point? Because it's kind of fantastic how this one nonchalant moment that is entirely forgettable on its own, affects this massive turning point in the series in such a profound way. It's incredible. It it really, really is. So, they knew. Sokka figured out about the secret bunker. So, Toph, Aang, and Sokka go to the secret bunker while the rest of the invasion goes off as planned. Now, there's a few things happening during the eclipse itself. There's like several branching storylines. For the sake of discussion, let's go from least significant to most. The least being 
the invasion force securing the palace, as was originally planned. So, Hakoda is being led by Katara up the mountain as the entire invasion force goes. Uh, they got on eclipse glasses. And they're descending upon the palace city, which is entirely abandoned. I especially love <laughs> these, like, five firebenders that just show up randomly and are like, we'll never surrender! And then they, and then they try to firebend as if they don't know there's a freaking eclipse happening, and then there's just a... <laughs> okay, we surrender. <laughs> idiots! Biggest idiots in the Fire Nation. Especially if the Fire Nation knew that this invasion was happening during an eclipse. Like, these five are woefully uninformed. <laughs> And it's amazing. I love it. It cracks me up every time I watch it. And they surround the palace, and that's pretty much it for that. While this is happening, Aang, Sokka, Toph, they all go into this underground bunker. And I love, like, Toph just kind of guiding... Aang and Sokka through these tunnels to find the secret bunker. And... <laughs> and the entire time, Sokka's, like, praising Toph, like, What would we do without you? I'm so glad we added you to the group. <laughs> and they're going across this, like, field of lava geysers. They go across this, like, literal river of lava... Uh, it's this great little, like, almost Indiana Jones-esque sequence. And then, of course, they find the bunker. Toph goes in without any problems. Very glad she learned metal bending. And then they eventually make their way to the Fire Lord's chambers. And I love that one dude kind of going along, like, Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Ah! The Fire Lord's chamber is that way. You can't miss it. And then they just leave him, like, thanks! <laughs> and then the dude just nonchalantly walks away, like, Oh, man, I just doomed my entire nation. Whatevs! <laughs> as long as no one knows it's me, it's fine. <laughs> I don't care. And then, of course, they get to the Fire Lord's chambers. As the frickin' eclipse starts... And it's not Ozai there, but Azula. Azula is the one sitting in the chair, ready to face Aang, Sokka, and Toph. And, like, I love the mind games she plays in this scene. The insane mind games. Talking about how she's known about the invasion for months. And then they're like, hey, tell us where the Fire Lord is. And Toph's like, I'll be able to tell if you're lying. <laughs> and then Azula says that, like, really ridiculous thing of, like, I don't even remember. Like, I am a purple whatever with 
a bunch of stuff. I don't even know. I don't even remember the line because it's so absurd. And then Toph's like, eh, she's a pretty good liar. But you should tell the truth anyway. And then, like, they trap her in Earth, as they have with so many people before. And... And then that rock just obliterates around Azula. And she's like, when I left Ba Sing Se, I brought home some souvenirs. Daily agents. And then those agents just swoop down from the ceiling. Like, it's an amazing reveal. It is an amazing reveal that Daily agents are there. And you have this massive fight breaking out between Aang, Sokka, Toph, and these two Daili agents. As Azula is just running away, basically. And they're fighting the Daili agents. Occasionally they go after Azula, but mostly it's versus the Daili agents. They take them down. And then as Azula is still running away, and Aang, Toph, and Sokka are still running after her... Sokka just stops and like, wait, stop, stop everything. She, she's trying to waste all her time. She's not even trying to win this fight. This is a distraction. We need to ignore her. We need to get out of here and find the Fire Lord's chamber on our own. And then Azula's like, oh, sure, you, you want to go now? That's fine. Uh, but, you know... Could also tell you about my favorite prisoner. The actual line is, Sokka, right? My favorite prisoner used to talk about you all the time. She was convinced you were going to come rescue her. But of course, you never came. So she gave up on you. And, oh my god. This is the worst mind game that Azula does. The worst mind game that Azula pulls in a series of insane low-blow mind games. And as Azula keeps talking, like, you see the realization of Sokka's face of exactly who she's talking about. And you slowly realize exactly who she's talking about. You very quickly understand, oh, 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 that's it. That's... That's what she's doing. She doesn't even say the name. She doesn't even say Suki's name. But Sokka understands, and the viewer understands. And then he blows up. At Azula, just runs after her, forgets his own order, and runs after her. As she's like pulling out a little dagger, and Toph's like, oh, no, and just restrains her to the wall as Sokka's still running after her. And then Sokka just has her pinned against the wall and just screams in her face, Where is Suki? And just berates her, like, Where is she? Where are you keeping her? Suki, the major weakness of Sokka. The one, like, Sokka's kryptonite, basically. And Azula just 
is just sitting there smiling as Sokka just yells in her face. Because she knows. She knows. She pressed just the right buttons to get them to run out the clock. She understands. I've won. I've already won. It doesn't matter that there's a couple minutes left. Sokka's going to stay here and berate me for as long as it takes to get the information out of me that I am never, ever going to give. It's phenomenal. It is such an amazing strategic decision. uh, Such an amazing character moment for both Azula and Sokka. And also an incredible reveal that we know, we finally know what happened to Suki. Because remember, the last we saw of Suki... Azula was fighting her while Appa was escaping. Appa escaped. It just did that little freeze frame, and we didn't know what what happened to her. Then the next time we saw anything even remotely related to the Kyoshi Warriors, Azula, Tylee, and Mei showed up in their clothes in Ba Sing Se. Pretty easy to discern what happened there. Pretty easy to put two and two together, and ever since then, her fate has been very ambiguous. We've never known what's happened to her. We didn't know if she was alive and in some Fire Nation prison. We didn't know if she was dead. But now we knew that at a time, Suki was being held prisoner by Azula. Suki was being held prisoner by the Fire Nation. And it's a heartbreaking reveal hidden inside an even more heartbreaking scene where Sokka's love for Suki, how much he cares for Suki, just completely destroys any hope that remained of defeating the Fire Lord on the day of Black Sun. This this invasion became a failure. The second Azula even... Even half mentioned Suki. I love this moment. It's so great. And then, of course, the eclipse is over, and Azula's like, oh, sounds like the firebending's back on. And then escapes. And it's like, hey, a fire lord's over there. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to see you now. And then she just leaves. And Sokka immediately is like, I blew it. I wasted all our time. Like, The second Azula escapes, he understands, like, oh, God. I just doomed the invasion. Everything just failed. Because of me. And it ties... Oh, my God, I didn't even think about this until I started saying it. It ties so perfectly into his little tiny arc earlier... Of messing up what he thought of as his big moment on the public speaking front. How he failed in the public speaking realm. And Aang was like, your moment of truth is not in front of some maps. It's from, it's on the battlefield. Now here Sokka is in front of the battlefield. Like on the battlefield and he blew it. He blew it 
so extraordinarily so. So, uh, yeah. Sokka's ego, not doing so great right now. And yeah, Toph is like, it, it wasn't your fault. Azula was ready for us. She had every move planned out. We thought we had a surprise on our side. We didn't. So the entire first half of this season, basically, was based on a lie. Was based on a soul-crushing lie. And I love the moment of Aang being like, I can still face the Fire Lord, though, and Sokka being like, no, no, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. The best we can do now is leave and go help our friends. And just try and get out of here safely. You'll have another chance. I know you will. And, oh my god. Let's just take a moment and acknowledge the fact that we have spent a season's worth of episodes. Building up to this moment. Ever since, like, mid-season two, we have been building and building and building to the day of Black Sun. The day of Black Sun. That's when the Fire Nation will be helpless. That's when we can stop them. That's when we can get... I can't talk. That's when we can take down the Fire Lord. That is when this war will be over on the day of Black Sun. Son, this is the moment that Aang is going to take out the Fire Lord because we have surprise on our side. The Firebenders will be helpless. It'll be done on that day. That's what the whole series is building towards. That's going to be our finale. That's going to be when the war will be. Oh, oh, well, it it failed. <laughs> like, we spent... A whole season's worth of episodes building up to this is going to be the climax. This is going to be how we take down the Fire Lord. On the day of Black Sun, we get there and it is a colossal, colossal failure. It could not have been more of an epic fail. Oh my god. These are words that you're probably sick of hearing me say by now. But I don't care. They need to be said in this instance. In a lesser show, this would have been the finale. In a lesser show, everything would have gone perfectly. Aang would have taken on the Fire Lord. Maybe there'd be a tiny bit of dramatic tension, but... Overall, it'd be done with this. This would be the climax of the show. This would go perfectly. Aang would win. War would be over. End of show. But no. This show is so much bolder than that. This show has the balls to have our heroes fail not once, but twice in a row. Once in Ba Sing Se, twice on the Day of Black Sun, which was supposed to be their moment of glory. Oh my god. 
this is the ambition of Avatar personified. This is the subversion of Avatar personified. This is everything I love about Avatar personified. This one creative decision to have the moment of glory they've been building up for an entire season's worth of episodes to fail. So, so colossally. Oh my god, and this, this isn't even the most significant thing that happens during the eclipse. This isn't even the most significant element of the Day of Black Sun that occurs during the eclipse. Most significant thing that happens during the eclipse is Zuko. Finally confronting Ozai. Zuko coming face to face with his father. Speaking his mind and coming to terms with who he is. Ah! Okay. So he comes into the Fire Lord's actual chamber... As Aang and Sokka and Toph are all fighting Azula. He comes in and drops so many bombshells. First off, he admits that Azula's the one who shot down the Avatar in Ba Sing Se. And when Ozai's like, well, why would she tell me that? He's like, well, because the Avatar's alive. <laughs> and he is almost certainly leading this invasion. So yeah, there's that. And then Ozai's like genuinely pissed. And like Ozai's like, get out of my sight right now. Just leave. Get out of here. And then Zuko just pulls out his swords and is like, no. I'm saying what I have to say. And then he... He... He proceeds to say what I think has been building up inside of his... He proceeds to say what I think has been building up inside his head for the whole series. Only now has he been able to vocalize it. For so long, he thought that he was trying to restore his honor. He thought he was trying to make himself whole. But really, he was just trying to please his father. Who banished him. His only son. Just for speaking out of turn. Who challenged him. A 13-year-old boy. To an agony kai. And he's like, how could I, how could you possibly justify a duel with a child? And Ozai gives a ridiculous line. It was to teach you respect. And Zuko's like, no. There's no justification for that. It was cruel. And it was wrong. And then he gets into bigger truths about the Fire Nation. 
for so long we were taught that the Fire Nation was the greatest nation ever. And somehow, the war was a means to share that greatness with the rest of the world. Which we kind of heard bits and pieces of in the Avatar and the Fire Lord. And Zuko basically just calls bullshit on that. It's like, what an amazing lie that was. The people of the world are terrified of the Fire Nation. They don't see our greatness. They hate us. And we deserve it. We created a world of fear. And unless we want the world to destroy itself, we need to create a new world of peace. He's basically just saying, hey, screw all this. I'm not with the Fire Nation anymore. Fire Nation sucks. You suck. I lied to myself for my entire life saying that my father loved me and that I wanted my honor. And and that the Fire Nation was great when all of that was a bold face lie. And then I love the exchange of dialogue that follows this. Your uncle has gotten to you, hasn't he? Yes, he has. And then he he shows his intentions. After I leave here, I'm going to free Uncle Iroh from his prison and beg him for his forgiveness. And then I'm going to join the Avatar. And I'm going to help him defeat you. And then Ozai just starts taunting him. He's gone past anger and is just starting to play around with Zuko. Well, since you're a full-blown traitor now, why wait? You have your swords. It's the middle of an eclipse. I'm powerless. Why don't you just kill me now? And Zuko's response to this is perfect. Because I know my own destiny. Taking you down is the Avatar's destiny. Goodbye. That line alone. That line alone is perfect. Not only has Zuko renounced his father, not only has he finally understood that when he said he wanted to restore his honor, he just wanted to please his father. And that was a load of bull crap. Not only has he split himself off from the Fire Nation, Realizing that the Fire Nation is built on lies. And their war is built on lies. Not only has he realized 
how horrible he was to his uncle. How his uncle was really the only thing, the only father figure he ever had. The only true father figure he ever had. And how massive his betrayal was. Not only has he realized that he wants to fight with the Avatar instead of against him. But now he finally understands. That this is not his story. He is not the hero of his story. He is not the thing. He is not the person that will change the world. He is just a bit player. He is just an extra in this larger in this larger narrative he is just a small part of this greater of this greater conflict that really just comes down to ang and ozai zuko is not the center of this conflict. Zuko is not the central player in his own life. And now he understands that. And now he's willing to step aside. To be that background player. And stop trying to claw his way into glory. To claw his way into an element of his life that is just not for him. Claw his way into a part of the story that's just not for him. He is a background character. And he understands now that this is Aang's story and not his own. This is not the story of how Prince Zuko captured the Avatar. This is a story about how Aang defeated the Fire Lord. And he's just there. And just as he's leaving. Just as he's leaving. Ozai has one final taunt. Why don't you stick around until the sun comes up? I can tell you about your mother. And then Zuko stays to figure out what happened that night. Ozai <sighs> tells him the story. My father, Fire Lord Azulon, asked me to do the unthinkable to you. My own son. Your mother found out and swore that she would protect you at all costs. She knew I wanted the throne. And so she devised a plan. A plan in which I would become Fire Lord and your life would be spared. As punishment for her treachery, 
she was banished, not killed. So she, who we assumed was dead for the entire show, is actually, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, oh yeah, alive. The reveal has been given that Zuko's mother, despite everything we thought we knew, is actually alive. Uh, oh my god. I remember watching this episode for the first time and being blown away by just that reveal alone. My tiny mind just couldn't handle it. Like, what? And then he continues. Now I realize that banishment is too forgiving for traitors. Your punishment will be far more severe. The eclipse ends, and Ozai just shoots lightning at Zuko. Directly at Zuko. Lightning, which he then redirects. He redirected lightning! He redirected lightning! That goes back to, uh, 209. It is episode 311... And now that subplot has paid off. Oh boy, it has paid off in a big way. <laughs> Zuko can redirect lightning and he just used it against his father. Okay, I gotta give props to Dante Bosco and Mark Hamill for this whole sequence. This is... Some of the best voice acting I've ever heard. This sequence is so brilliantly performed. It's insane how extraordinary it is. Oh my god. And then, of course, Zuko leaves and runs to Iroh's prison. Tries to free him, but, um... He's already gone. And he's taken out all the guards. And the guard's like, he, he, he just busted himself out. It was amazing. It was like anything I'd ever seen. And, and he's just gone. His moment of redemption. Zuko's moment of redemption. The moment that he was going to free Iroh and beg for forgiveness. Robbed of him. Now, Zuko has no idea where Iroh is. Who knows? He just has to find him. Then, 
we get the finale of this arc where they're trying to escape at the palace. Aang, Sokka, and Toph return as we see war balloons. You know, the ones from the Northern Air Temple that that one guy got his hands on at the end and was like, this defeat is the gateway to many victories, but then they never showed up again. Yeah, they're here. This was the payoff to that. Okay. But it's not just war balloons. It's not just war balloons. Rising up behind them are gigantic blimps. The Fire Nation has blimps now. You have these amazing Fire Nation airships and oh my god. How great is this show? That they're able to make blimps. Frickin' blimps. Terrifying. Blimps. The most... The most unintimidating anything on the planet. They somehow made those terrifying. They turned blimps into Fire Nation airships and made them scary as hell. Those airships are nightmare fuel. They really are. And so everyone's just like in a mad dash to the submarines. While Katara and Aang try to hold them back for like two seconds and fail. Of course there's a bunch of bombs that get dropped. And as they're on the volcano. The airships just kind of just kind of keep going. Right past them. And they're like, huh. Why aren't they attacking us and going to the beach? Oh, no. They're going to take out the submarines. None of us are going to escape. We're doomed. And then Akoda just steps up and says, yeah, we're not escaping. There's no point in staying to fight. Aang, Sokka, Katara, and the youngest of our invasion force have to go. They have to leave on Appa and keep hope alive. So we get our ending. Where Aang, Sokka, Katara, Toph, Haru, the Duke, Taya. All say goodbye to their families, to their friends, to the entire invasion force. And it is heartbreaking. It is entirely heartbreaking. And I love the line Hakoda gives. When he's saying goodbye to Katara and Sokka. When he says, we lost today, but we've never been this close. We tasted victory, and that counts for something. 
They didn't win. This wasn't the victory they had imagined. But they got close. They got to the core of the Fire Nation. They surrounded the Fire Nation palace. Had it not been for one moment, one moment of complete and utter failure. When the Earth King told Azula that they were planning this invasion. Had it not been for that moment, it would have been perfect. They would have won. But they weren't so lucky. That is not what happened. And Aang's final words, they always hit me hard. Thank you all so much for, I believe it's your courage, but I could be wrong. I'm gonna make this up to you. Aang knows the weight of his failure. And now he is determined to come back and try again. To give the world another opportunity to be free from Fire Lord Ozai. And then they leave. They run away. They fly away on Appa as fast as they can. Azula lets them go because they're too fast. And then Aang's like, I know exactly where we should go. The Western Air Temple. They're flying off, and who do we see coming after them in his war balloon? Zuko. And then it ends. Oh, my God. Oh, these two episodes. Extraordinary. This arc, collectively, is one of my favorite episodes of this show. It's amazing. It is perfect. It subverts expectations so, so brilliantly. It takes some amazing risks that pay off beautifully. It's magnificent. And oh my god. I cannot wait to get into these last 10 episodes, I believe. Yeah, 10 episodes. I cannot wait to get into these last 10 episodes of the series because... Oh boy. It's something. It's definitely, definitely something. And I'll leave it at that. Oh my god. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's the simplest, just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. 
Tomorrow, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3, Episode 12. Talk to you then.